What's up, baby daddy family? This is your boy Fred, the alchemist, and you are listening to Baby Daddy Essay Podcast. On tonight's episode, it's about an hour. It's long. It's really long. But I have to tell you, it's really juicy. It's interesting. It's exciting. It's inspiring. And I am definitely sure that after listening to the entire episode, you are going to be as motivated as I am today when it comes to finances. I know this can be a really difficult topic when, you know, speaking about money, something that you do not have, something that you're struggling for, something that you you do have but don't know how to manage. In this episode, we focus on exactly that. What is financial literacy? What is financial education? How does it affect you? And do you have a personality when it comes to it? This is a deep dive of financial education part one so enjoy this journey started uh, my point in understanding that uh, as a as a man not only as a man and as a man in the 21st century um, there are certain literacies that you have to have besides the basic ones that we know like reading writing and such but we are supposed to understand finances to develop finance literacy basically that deals with how do we make money and how does money work in society and also digital literacy like those two things um make the world go around uh, we can say that nowadays so the way I tend to look at things when I'm studying anything I think for something to to or for you to sustain uh, to have sustainable efforts in something or to do something for a long time and to withstand uh, and to be resilient you need to have a a clear motive as to why you are starting to do that thing. Maybe if you're starting a business, when you have a clear motive, because you know how life is unpredictable. Like how we, I know when he shared that uh, that quote Peter Drucker mentioned that we we live in the world of the three C's, a world of accelerated change, a world of uh, overwhelming uh, complexity uh, and a world of uh, tremendous competition. That's the type of world we, we're living in. And by us understanding the world, we have to, to know the times and know how money and other things work. So uh, I think in those notes, what you saw is the fact that there's five main motives uh, uh, that get people into that whole quest of seeking wealth. Uh, so I'm just going to mention them uh, quickly. Uh, the first being security. I think a lot of people, they're just motivated by security. I just want to have my own home, uh, enough money in the bank to support 
about my lifestyle, money in case for emergencies, and a pension fund when I retire. Just the basic thing to ensure uh, that someone is secure. Uh, but then again, I think when you're talking about uh, money personalities, that's where you're going to get into the person who took away. Some people want security more and, and things like that. And some people just seek wealth for comfort, you know, a big car, warm, spacious house and things like that. The so-called soft life. Uh, some wanted money for luxury. They just like super nice things. Uh, some wanted for mobility, basically to travel uh, where they want. Some, you know, money is just a matter of status. Uh, you get invitations when you have money, you have access to, to places and to people that other people won't. Uh, we all know again that money carries a lot of influence in it. Um, both in the for-profit and non-profit spaces. Like if you want to say I donate uh, a, a million rand to something in a month, people are definitely going to hear my voice carries more than the normal person. Then freedom is another thing. You know, money gives a certain degree of freedom. It's not absolute freedom, but it's definitely more, more, more freedom than most people do in ways that are good and in ways that are bad. Uh, for leisure, a lot of the things that we do require money, honestly. Uh, popularity, uh, it wouldn't take two seconds to ask any of one of you uh, which are the most rich people, the richest people on earth. Some of the richest people on the earth are the most famous people on earth, uh, which is unique to our times, honestly. And the last one is philanthropy. So in my journey, I just defined the main one. I just uh, picked three main things, three main motives uh, that I seek um, to acquire wealth for. So for me, it was mainly freedom is a big thing for me. It's a big, 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 big thing. Also, mobility is a big thing, and philanthropy is a, another big thing. So those things really, for me, at least right now, because we can change, but those were the main things that for me were just like popping up, out like clearly for me. And I think it's best to, to start there because with freedom, you think you won't take a job that is like 90 hours <laughs> knowing that you really love your time, you consider money a part of wealth. You consider time a part of wealth, not just money itself. Um, then after I just asked, had a clarity in terms of uh, my motives for money, that gave me um, clarity to define what wealth is for me. If I could say at any moment of time that I am now wealthy, what is the picture that I see? What would that look like? Uh, what would that sum of money look like? Obviously, it will be adjusted for inflation then, but what would that look like for me to say now, uh, this is what I define wealth? Because 
the definition of wealth and what a person sees as wealth differs from individual to individual. So the next thing to it was uh, something I found. Uh, Rachel Cruz was talking about uh, the seven money tendencies. So she basically was revealing that there's different tendencies. Uh, when before we, before we go on that, yeah. Yeah, before we go on that, I'd like to ask uh, Chris as well, because you mentioned something that I think is very interesting, the fact that you can change uh, depending on the the time that you find yourself in in life. So I'd also like to ask Chris to tell us maybe what uh, he said, three reasons for seeking wealth, because now you're speaking, you're going to head on to another, you know, Subsection about money. I think this one is very interesting because you mentioned that freedom is an important thing for you, but you don't explain that too as well. You know the the mobility and the philanthropy. So I'd also like you to also explain why at this time in your life you feel like these are the the reasons for you to seek wealth in a way that you wanted. So you're asking me or Chris? Yeah, so I'm starting with you to tell us the other two because you mentioned why freedom is important for you, but you you don't mention why philanthropy is important and also why mobility is important. And then also to have Chris also status three and why he feels that the three that Mm -hmm. is now is important as well for him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess for me... uh the other portion I've always loved traveling honestly um, yeah it's just a thing in me I believe like there's a lot to, to learn about the world there's a lot to experience and just being at a different place I've, I've seen that it, it's able to enrich uh, a person an individual in, in ways uh, in profound and in deep ways and to make me a better person, to make me more appreciative sometimes uh, of where I'm coming from or more appreciative about the world and, and things like that. So that's always been a passion of mine, just the traveling and stuff. In philanthropy, for me, uh, money is a tool. And I think for me that is very important to always be conscious of that because it helps at times to not just seek money uh, just for the name of seeking money, one of the main reasons why I, I seek wealth is to be able to to share it, but not just to share it, but to share it in in meaningful ways and hopefully uh, in impactful ways. So there's a lot of there's a lot of ill in in the world. There's a lot of wrong. Uh, you can say we are a generation that were, was born in crisis. So therefore, we are a generation that was born for, for change. So that whole idea of accumulating money for the sake of it, like I don't want to be a billionaire, but I wouldn't mind making a billion. And the reason why I won't be a billionaire, it's because uh, what I, I earn, I'll, I'll really love uh, to share a portion of it uh, with people who, are less fortunate than me or just to to create causes in general 
that um, make yeah make the world better. No, well, what you're saying makes a sense. Makes a lot of sense, eh? Uh, okay, right. Take on. Yeah. Oh, okay. For for me, the uh, three things that would come in is the being comfortable. You know, not to worry about to uh, maybe food, for example. You know, like the simple things. Not to 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 worry that my kids. Uh, They are, they are, they are, they are, they are in need. You know, they they go to school easily. You know, being that comfortable that okay, I'm in my comfortable zone. You know, and then freedom. You know, a freedom is very important. I need to be free to to say okay, today uh, I'm deciding on doing this. For, for for what I've noticed here, it's most of us we are four people. Whatever that we are doing, we always think about the people, the less fortunate ones that we would want to have. You know, uh, that's the thing. That freedom for me it comes in with that. That that freedom that I would go out there and see someone who's in need and be able to just help them and become something better. And you know, with families, yeah, being able to um, to give them a meaningful life, and uh, that 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 one would be what, would be what. Uh, I'm I'm trying to pick from this list that uh, Senzo made. Um, Uh, oh my God! <laughs> I think it'd be security. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it'd be security. So I was watching this. I don't know if it's gonna make sense. At one point, I was watching this uh, series, Billions. I don't know if you know it, guys. Yeah, I know it. Huh? You, you know the Billions. No, about it. I haven't really watched it. Oh, okay. Head of it. You know, people with money, they 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 are manipulative at one point. You know, <laughs> at one point they are manipulative in a way that it helps some other people, but at one point they just abusing. You know, that they have money so that security can unlock anything for them. <laughs> I don't know if it makes sense. So they can use sense. they they can use their money and influence that they are popular. Like Senzo was saying, that the, the the guys with money they are popular, right? So they can influence, they can infiltrate, and with that security that they've got money, I, I feel like I can use it to good use. That that those are the three things for me: security, comfort, and freedom. And for me, I guess it has to be luxuries, influence, and freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I guess the the less money you have, 
the easier it is for you to become happy or excited by materialistic stuff. And I find myself that, you know, I, I am able to make my family happy, to make my partner happy by, you know, buying them these small things. So I guess luxury plays an important part when it comes to making other people happy, especially people in your in your family, your friends, especially you have friends and then it's their birthday and then you buy them something, they become happy, you know. Mm. So that's why the luxury part, the influence part, yo, I, I, I don't know. Since I've been taking classes on on, on leadership, uh, since I've been taking classes on on uh, personal and professional development, and being on this group, I enjoy being in a leadership seat, right? Because I I feel like we have a lot of leaders that are not. Um, ethical that are, that do not hold any moral values and principles that I share and I feel it's about time we have someone like someone who has or shares the principles that I share so I guess if I were to have money and since I am seeking money I would seek it for to have more influence and the other one is freedom and I guess this is something that we we've all mentioned that we want to have a certain uh, freedom because you know as <laughs> Kiss has said, yeah, with with money there's a lot that you can do, and <laughs> people with money. So I want to be in a position whereby I do not feel obligated to do something just because of money. I want to be able to do things that I love because. You know, I love them, not because I'm forced. And I want to do a job that I love, not because I'm trying to make money, but because I enjoy doing the work. So, yeah, that's the the, 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 the three for me. And so, um, I'm giving it back to you. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, that, uh, that's very important as much as, obviously, <laughs> these are some of the motives. You may kind of have three main things that can drive it, but the can give you all those 10 things <laughs> I'm sure the people that are wealthy a lot of them have all those 10 things even though they might be only have been like two or three things that that basically drove them in their in their world journey yeah um, but after that the the second thing like uh, we've all heard about the different types of personality tests um, and the benefits of it so one day I just ran up on and encountered, I think it was a video on Andy O'Neill on YouTube. And he had um, Rachel Cruz and she was talking about uh, something called money tendencies, which is basically tendencies of different types of money personalities. Like different people deal with money in, in different ways. And she talks about that extensively in her book called Know Yourself, Know Your Money. And obviously, you're the one that makes money. So who you are and your relationship with money, those are things that are very intertwined, like they join together. Mm. So there, uh, she mentions um, a seventh sort of like money tendencies on two sides and two poles uh, the first one she mentioned is uh, the spender uh, or a saver so a spender will person will be love shopping they give generously 
they budget creatively, which is basically meaning they just don't budget. <laughs> and uh, other people are more, they save a lot, they wait patiently, uh, they wait for any, they all know those people, we've all been around, you might be that person that's more naturally <laughs> save. Um, you might be the person that's more naturally a, a spender. And from just my thinking, I think it's, uh, yeah, it can be the way we were just born like, but I think more so it's, it's the cultural, uh, the social, uh, and the historical influences that we've had. I mean, the experiences that we had when you grew up in poverty, sometimes that helps, that shapes you in, in a certain direction. Uh, and also the social space that people you spend your time with. Like one of yeah. the things that I do, even though I'm working, I stay with students. Why? It's because students don't have much money. So my the way I spend, like my social group, doesn't influence me to spend way beyond my means. Because you can be around people who work and earn a lot of money or have just different financial habits. And you can pick up that thing, you know. Uh, socialization leads to internalization. Like the things that are around you often get into you um yeah so that's a, a, another element and also the cultural you've seen certain cultures have certain orientations towards money um so yeah spenders and savers so the challenge of spenders is obviously if you spend it's not necessarily bad but you have to know how to save too and if you're a saver uh you can't save everything you make. You have to have fun, experience. What's the purpose of money? So that's why I'm starting with uh, the motives. Because if you want to travel and whatever, you won't be too stingy where you now enjoy nothing at all. Then the second set of money tendencies uh, is are you a nerd or your free spirit? So the nerd is the person that budgets that spreadsheets or write notes and they pay their taxes early and such whereas the free spirit they just live life to the fullest no budgeting not worried about the details uh, they typically have more money than money nearly throughout the year so a person who's a nerd those people they live and die by their rules and their budgets but if you overdo it obviously you end up wearing yourself out and your family like the people around you whereas the free spirit the, the disadvantage of it when it's too extreme is that if you're really not intentional about money you look a few years and you wonder where did my money go so I was talking to one guy he didn't even know where his money went even when he looked at his bank statements he might be here in fact <laughs> so that's, oh my God. <laughs> that's something so the free spirit you have to you know you have to tape that a bit because uh, I have I recognize I was a YouTube uh, I still am in a sort of free spirit but I recognize I could have afforded certain things if I just manage my my money well uh, way, 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 way. I could have just gotten those things 
a long time ago. Things I didn't think I could afford, I could actually afford. She said I wasn't tracking the way I spent my money. Uh, and the third one is experience with things. I think this is clear enough. Some people spend their money on certain experiences, going out, uh, traveling somewhere. Some people want to, to see something, like something I can touch. People even use those words, something I can look at. So gifts and stuff like that. So it's just a preference. Uh, and it helps that we need different relationships with different people to understand, is this person an experienced person? If I'm getting them something, or is this person a things person? It just helps so that you're, you're giving communication. Uh, you know, understand your giving styles, basically. It's, it's, it helps just basically. You don't want to give someone a, a thing where they like experiences. And you don't want to give someone experiences to someone that just likes things. Then a, another class of money tendencies is uh, the quality or quantity person. So some people like to buy a lot of things, give them a thousand rand, they buy uh, ten things. We know uh, certain gender uh, typically does that because their things are cheaper. Mm. And then you also have uh, quality people. So these people obviously will research what they're going to buy. They don't buy on impulse, but they pay more for quality. So they rather buy one thing that will last three years than buy um, 10 things that can last three years also. So, yeah. Obviously, quality person typically will spend more in that one occasion. Quantity person will spend more, um, yeah, across time. So, yeah, you can't obviously, you don't want to overdo it on, on quantity because you end up having a room that is clustered and things you don't use just because they're in a sale and buy things you're not supposed to buy because they're in a sale. Buy 10 things, but you know you're going to use one. Then sometimes the quality person can spend way more than they actually need to. They can be honestly a less expensive option that is actually equally as good. Then you have a safety and status uh, person. These are again related to the security element. So the safety person, uh, the value security that money brings. They'll build the emergency fund, uh, but it can be extreme where these people just basically live in fear. They live in fear when it comes to money uh, and certain opportunities that can come with a certain level of risk and they might miss those opportunities because they just yeah they're just afraid of being poor again or losing money or something then status people are those people who just buy brands they like brands they enjoy the finer things in life I guess this person gains wealth motivated by luxury so and the thing is if you're extreme you keep on spending and spending and sometimes you can build your identity around how expensive your shirt is or your car is and, and such and such. And whenever you lose all of those things, even though you can still survive, you feel like you've lost yourself or you failed in life and such. Then another category is the abundance and scarcity one. This one is very important because I, I feel like people are like your world 
a lot of the time uh, I have an abundance mindset. I it took a long time for me to have an abundance uh, mindset, uh, but eventually I think I'm there. So the abundance mindset, when they see a glass, uh, they see it with water, uh, let's say at the the, the mid level, they see it as half full. With a scarcity person sees it as half empty. So the abundance person, they naturally give, they they take risk, they're more risk tolerant also. But it's the scarcity person, they try to avoid risk, uh, they hold on to their positions tightly, even the type of investments they do. Uh, they will invest in things like mutual funds and things like that just to ensure that they don't lose money. So sometimes the abundance mindset, when it's extreme, it can in- interfere with making uh, wise money decisions. Uh, and so it's best to, to seek counsel of people uh, who are not emotionally, emotionally invested in, in, in the ways in your money, basically, or in, in gaining something from you and such. So family and friends, sort of your money wisdom circle. Then, in terms of scarcity people, you can miss a lot of opportunities. Because the fear is basically undermining your thinking. Uh, you want to start that business. You know you're good at it, but you'll be like, what if this business fails and stuff and such? So, it helps uh, for you just to trust God to provide and, and, and things like that. In the spontaneous giver and the planned giver, I'm definitely the planned giver. I'm more of a planned giver. Spontaneous give just give generously. They just go with the flow. They don't do research before donating and start meet person in the street. Here's the money. But as the plan givers will research the organization and they take their money really seriously. So the spontaneous giver, they say they're giving them some money there in the streets, but uh, they don't really think the consequences of them giving. Uh, that money to that someone, maybe the person is a drug addict or whatever. It's more emotional giving. So you, you should make sure it doesn't become extreme. So you just emotionally give, which is not a bad thing, but sometimes it can be a bad thing. Uh, whereas plan givers, they, they just plan. Again, you must leave space for, for the unexpected because that's how life is. You can't always just like, this is how. Uh, already, but I'm only participating to spend this money and stuff. Life doesn't work like that, honestly. And a lot of people who've given things to you, they didn't plan some of the things. There was a need, and they tried to meet those needs. So these are uh, the, the seven money tendencies. Any questions or comments on it? have an activity whereby from one to seven we each select like a you spender we save uh, three spirits or need experience uh, experiences or things and so on can we do that yeah okay I, I can start <laughs> i think uh, it's gonna be fun <laughs> hey this is difficult <laughs> i'm more uh, i'm more of a saver um, I used to be a nerd. Uh, it's I'm, I'm a bit weak now, but I'm more naturally a nerd. Um, I think I'm a I'm a things person. 
maybe because the experiences things are very expensive typically <laughs> <laughs> but i'm definitely a quite <laughs> i'm definitely a, a quality person yeah i just prefer quality i don't like going shopping all of the time and all that stuff i'll just buy one uh, expensive thing once that i know is strong and stuff like that uh but now i think growing up I'm, i'm just not i don't care if it's a brand or not uh definitely i think safety or status uh, honestly i'm not sure about that but i do like not the nice things in life uh i was more naturally a, 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 a scarcity mindset type of person but now yeah I'm more abundance mindset i think that changed for some reason and i am a, definitely a planned giver i really planned uh my giving and i'm intentional that i save up for it and and try to identify things i can give to people uh hey that's a difficult one sometimes i'm in both sides so <laughs> <laughs> Uh I think for on the, on the first one I I do save but again I can be a, a free spirit person you know Uh I don't like things so I I, I you this one is a difficult one I don't like things but with the experience i feel like you, you i get to think a lot before i get into buying something so i'll think of experiences because you sometimes i waste money yeah i go for quality uh, i prefer quality I, i don't care about the names or the or the brands uh, as it were as long as it's quality because like sense I, i don't like to go to the shop now and then Um uh safety personal status uh I think it would be safety uh hey I don't know if I'm stingy for being scarcity but yeah I don't know but uh, I'm not sure there but I'm, I think the scarcity would do um Hey, before I give you I I need to plan you know I can't just give you you must give me a reason why do I have to give you the money but sometimes uh cuz I feel like people they would use you if you, you just give 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 they, they they don't you know people who take they they don't think twice they keep on taking they don't they don't come to a point where they feel like ah this is enough it's never enough for them so I plan when i get to give you I, i don't just give yeah you you're making me laugh non stop here man <laughs> <laughs> people who just take they never they never second guess if you're giving them they just take yeah well, they don't come again and again and again uh for, for me number one, i'm a saver i'm a free spirit i prefer using money on experiences definitely a quality person and then but i have a question i have a question and you said this uh, and 
Tanzo said the same thing. I also yeah. feel the same way sometimes. But for me, I guess I don't love going to the mall just to go and buy one thing. That's why I don't like going shopping. But if I, I feel I had the money to do a lot of shopping, I think that I would enjoy it. Do you think that you experience the same thing because you don't have money or is it something that you just don't like doing when it comes to shopping? No, I, I don't want to be at the store. That's another thing. Just to be out there all the time looking at the things. That's why if I get, I need to buy something, I browse my internet first and see which shops they have those things that I want, you know. So I go to the shop knowing exactly where I'm going to get that thing. And it's a quality thing. I don't have to go again and again. So, yeah. Like, and... And terms of for you, is it because you 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 also don't like uh, uh, wasting yep. time? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't like wasting time. Mm. Uh, uh, for me as well, but also you know, just going to the mall just to buy one thing and then browsing after that. No, I, I don't like. That. <laughs> <laughs> Women, they like that. If you are going with a woman. You end up with a headache because they will be touching this. They leave it. They move to another shop. They come back to the same thing. Yo. Don't you feel embarrassed that you're touching You know you went to the store and then you're coming out empty-headed. Like, oh, you really embarrassing. I can't. I can't. Um, yeah. So five is going to be safety. And then six, abundance. Definitely abundance. I'm not the, the, the scarcity person, hey? And I think, Senzo, this is one of the reasons uh, I don't know where my money is going. <laughs> <laughs> so I just put it anywhere, anywhere. And then I put it as well. <laughs> because uh, for me, uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I don't do it like Chris, whereby I have to play, you no, know, like you, Senzo. If I feel it, I give it. <laughs> uh, wow. And... Uh, Said, I, I guess one of the problems is that sometimes you do not know how the person is going to use money. But for, for me, it has been um, an important thing. And empathy has been an important thing. And as you guys know, we, we spoke about empathy and it's important. So I, I guess for me, that has been the, the, the driving factor. Yeah. I hope that the other guys will also do the challenge. I will try to make uh, a table out of this and then they can take the boxes so that we can understand ourselves more when it comes to the seven financial tendencies. It's an interesting activity. Yeah, we will see to it. Yeah, Senzo, and uh, yeah. So what's next, Senzo? And then next... Uh the types of income. This is exciting part, eh? <laughs> hopefully it's more than five. Yeah, oh hopefully it's gonna make us money. Home food. <laughs> we need money guys. We can't be making <laughs> money. We need to make money. So the next I think in the next thing in my journey was to understand generally what types of income uh, are they or the types of income streams um, to look at which income streams are how do I get money right now 
what stream do I fall into, uh, which income streams are accessible to me, and which income streams uh, I want in the future. So one of the the things that I heard years ago, Warren Buffett about that you should have at a certain point in life, at least at 40 or something, have at least 10 streams of income. So it's sort of been my goal. And I guess it's more important in today's society um, because you can't depend. Society, as I was saying, it changes. Things are crazy. We were all corona pandemic and whatever. It was just an example of how crazy things are, uh, which makes even employability and multiple streams of income more important than being employed. So the eight streams of income uh, that I, I saw was earned income. I think we all uh, know about this one. It's just basically a job from working for someone. Um, and profit, you get it from for selling, whether in business or whatever, but if selling something uh, for a certain price and, and getting a profit from the interest it goes with with lending money lending capital <laughs> either formally or, or informally <laughs> it's a very risky business obviously and you have to be pretty tough to do it <laughs> um then royalty income this is related to things like uh, uh things that require intellectual property so normally you see musicians talk about royalty, you produce the song, and I get a certain amount of money every time it's played and such like that. But it goes across the many things, like when you write a book and whatever. And these, uh, this is a nice type of passive income, because once you created that thing, and I've, uh, I've put a fee to people accessing it, it's something that will generate money for the rest of your life. So... This this one made me want to write a couple of books in the future. <laughs> Not beautiful, obviously, but it's definitely a factor. What then, about uh, music? Now you could make uh, you know release some two or three tracks. <laughs> I'm not very I'm not very gifted. <laughs> um, then dividend income is basically money from stocks. Uh, so here in South Africa, you know, we have things like easy equities and whatever, just developing that habit, even more so than the finances. So for me, right now, when I'm thinking of investing at the financial level I am, just beginning in my career, I just invest money that I don't care about losing. Mm. Yeah. So that I can just chuck it in and look at it after six months or after a year honestly and that's like a stress-free thing instead of like the people who get on games where you, you have to sit really tight <laughs> on the bed it becomes rough so that's generally my at this point of my life my mindset towards it because it's just developing that habit and then just having that thing be and for me, it won't be even be about me. Uh, it's about uh, other generations. If I'm still alive in a certain point in time, I know I, I have something at least, even if it might not be worth much. But I have, I have such. 
then rental income it's property for me that's it's far away honestly for me because yeah property is expensive uh, and, and stuff like that and maintaining it isn't cheap also so for me it's like it's further away from my current income that I get then capital gains is basically when you're having uh, stocks and the increase in price if you bought the right ones as time goes by or whatever that you can buy that appreciates can be property can be uh, bonds can be st- can be stocks i mean and, and things like that then residual uh, income is money that gains gets in i just made an example of a book after it's done if you're developing a software uh imagine it has zero net margins meaning every time someone uses that software you're not having to do uh um, work again you know, it just multiplies itself. You're getting money for or something that you did at one point in time. So these different types of incomes basically gave me an idea which ones uh, I can really get into uh, right now and investigate how much how much do the different getting the different type of income demand and in my context where I'm at because some of the books we read it's different context like how. Yeah. Do I know people who get different income here? Do I know people who get rental income? And it gave me the mindset of be- building appropriate networks and getting the proper places where I can at least uh, accumulate base knowledge about these different types of aspects and start investing uh, slowly and slowly. Because I think right now most of us, we don't trust advertisers and things like that. Um, right now with buying it's, it's it's about communities so if I talk to Sandili and ask what was your experience people that I trust so that's why network I think is very key to people who've been in that who've been <coughs> getting that income and people who I trust instead of living, listening to advertisers who are obviously trying to to sell me stuff <laughs> yeah but- I, yeah, I think what you, you're mentioning is, is is really true. You know, when it comes to other income streams, and and I guess one of the questions would be, uh, which one of you guys have tried? Uh, what income streams have you tried? For me, I've tried one, two, three, four. Um, yeah, yeah, I've tried one, two, three, four, and four. Yeah, the other ones I haven't tried. The first one, yes, I'm working. I've tried that before. The second one, yes, I've done that as well. And I, I guess for me, this one, number two, profit income has been the most um, income yielding for me in the past. And then for when it comes to lending money, failed, lost money. You have to have a really great physique. People <laughs> they take money, they never want to pay you back. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a huge disaster. When it comes to reality income, I try to take photographs for Shutterstock and then sell them online, but no one ever bought my photographs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Were they that bad? <laughs> I don't know. You must show me how are they. <laughs> I'm curious now. I think that maybe I did not match what people were looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you must so show maybe, me. I want to see them. Maybe that's one of the reasons that it didn't go so well. In terms of dividend income, I haven't done bought any stocks, but I have tried forex trading before, and I did make some money and I did lose some money. But I guess overall I lost money. So <laughs> 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 it takes time, and Four. yeah, and. Uh. And since I was mentioning something that is very important that I have been seeing online again when it comes to what's the thing, easy equities. And I think that there is a lot of potential when it comes to easy equities because even though I have not been trading, but I have been, you know, looking at stocks and mm. stocks and I can see that there's a lot that people can, can, can do and a lot of money that people can make. And I guess maybe something we can have like a, What's this thing? Like a seminar on, on it. And also on the other things that Sensei has spoken about, looking at this uh, streams of income and having guests on people who have done these things to come and actually speak to us about them. And especially the rental income one, because this one is really interesting, especially when it comes to rent to buy that you don't have to have a lot of cash to actually buy the property. You just have to, you know, do the listing and then get people to, to pay for you and all of those things. So I guess it's it's really interesting. I'm even running out of air. <laughs> <laughs> I want that one, the the rental income to rent, rent to buy. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm interested in that one. Yeah. Even the lease, because people are doing it in a, in a, this guy I saw on, on YouTube. And I was watching him. I remember I spoke to you, Chris, about the the property thing. It was yeah. it was, and there was another property at uh, Devon Central that was out for 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 rent for two thousand. And I advertised it on my post. And Emmanuel's sister cousin wanted the place, but because it was bad, so I didn't want to put in on that position. But you can see that maybe there is an opportunity. Then you just need to, you know, find the right people. Can, yeah, the, the network, the networking part that Tinzo speaks about is very, very important. Very important, hey. So for me, I think uh, the end income I'm working now. So yeah, yeah. The the profit I've tried it, but I was just uh, giving charge to someone else. So it normally doesn't work quite well that one. Yeah. Whereas when someone is in charge of whatever that you are trying to sell. Yeah, true. Uh, the interest income. Uh, no, I don't lend people money. <laughs> I'm not the, the shark guy. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. Where is that one? The, the the easy equities one. Yeah, I've, I've I've bought some shares. I have shares on easy equity. I think on three on three companies. The only one that I I know is that one that makes cement PPC. Yeah, I've got shares there. I bought them. Um, I'm, I'll buy more since I've started working again. I'll try and just buy more. Yeah, that's nice. Eh? Yeah, and investing. Which one that talks about investing? Yeah, I've invested. I think now I've got. I think I've got. How much? Four thousand five hundred, if I'm not mistaken. 
but but uh, you know it's one of those monies that you just want to put there even for 10 years we don't care you know just put put it away there to grow uh, and I was just t- telling you about Capitec that they said that they, they come out interest saying mm. I want to put some as well there just to keep there even for 10 years yeah yeah and and yeah uh, person comes in <laughs> for it. the scarcity person when it comes to the seven financial uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I just want to put it away and yeah that's me but that's good eh? starting to to save money especially not saving not being like a passive saver but being an active saver and then getting passive income which is really interesting I read that book of that lady. You remember that book that I was telling you about? Yes, yes. That 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 book just pushed me in saying you don't have to talk, act. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. if you put away hand to hand, but you must act. Yes. You know. Exactly. I, yeah. I the, the the power of compound effect. Not a lot of people are aware of it and how much money they can have if and, they the right and way. They, they don't tell us about it. Yeah, I, I, I guess the, the problem that we have is that we have this perception of get rich fast instead of get rich slow, which is the original way of getting rich. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's everywhere. If you understand that the only way to become rich is getting rich slow, you know, you're more, most likely to become rich. But if you think that the, the easy way to become rich is to get rich fast, you're more likely to lose the money fast as well. Hence why most of the forex traders, about 98% or 99% of forex traders don't even make it, you know? And e-commerce people as well, because that's where a lot of people are failing. They think that if they have an e-commerce store, it's just going to be successful. The first store that they have, and then they, they don't succeed, and then they stop trying to be entrepreneurs, and then they get back to an income, which which is not always good. Which is not yeah. Good. yeah. For me, I know, brother, I'm going to be rich. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be rich in years to come. Ah. Yeah. And so I'm, that's why I'm starting now. Just put it away there, the monies. Put it away. Put it away. Then I'll revisit them in 15 years, 10 years. Yeah. And you know what? What the, the interesting thing is that the, the guy that was teaching us finance, I was telling him that I had a finance class yesterday. He said that people should learn to have a side hustle while they're having, you know, your main work. Mm. You don't your job while you still have your side hustle, while you're still growing your side hustle. Allow it to grow to a point where you have to hire one person to work for you. Then you can quit because mm-hmm. now we need you to focus. So, uh, and and I, I guess that for me was an aha moment because for, for, for us, a lot of people would think that we have to, you know, start a side hustle and make it full time. But then what are you going to use to pay your, your finances? Uh, you know, how are you going to pay your rent? How are you going to pay for, for food and, and clothes and all of those things? So it's yeah. important for people to understand that you have to work but at the same time, you have to have a side hustle. Just because you're working doesn't mean that you do not have to have a side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 
it also goes with um the financial goals because one thing i've noticed about this whole money thing yeah uh, it's more f- <coughs> well whatever you the way you define wealth it, it's the result of behavior not necessarily a result of intelligence mm. uh, most of the things it's just basic knowledge like example i was talking to another guy was talking about the same similar things uh, like if you're working these are the first steps that you do number one you build an emergency fund that's the first thing you do before you do investing or anything like that so yeah. an emergency fund then you have to define what are emergencies so and that helps in understanding your context so uh, for me I know a funeral um the wedding I don't have a car if I had a car I would think like a car emergency car to pay like a tire whatever because things happen like that so right now for me an emergency fund is like 10,000 that's the first thing no investing nothing just an emergency fund and that helps in giving a breather because now we men we're growing up things happen at home we know how turbulent things can get so yeah. having that emergency fund of 10,000 rand is an absolute necessity that's the first place you start before you try to invest even in your in other stuff in, like in yourself that's unnecessary no chill have that uh, like 10,000 rand and secondly the second thing you do save up six months uh, worth of of basically covering your, your basic expenses so even if you are to lose your job you cover your rent and your groceries which are the basic expenses honestly for six months then after that six months you now invest investment doesn't start with investing in stock or anything like that it starts with investing in yourself mm. um, and basically informing can it be a book or whatever to develop a side hustle or to uh, get a promotion at work and the goal of that is to increase your income the key though is to not increase your expenses when the amount of money of income increases because a lot of people they get a promotion they increase their expenses they get this they increase their expenses if you do that it's just futile because you you're just as broke as you were before you got the promotion so you must make sure that okay invest uh, first and foremost in yourself upskilling yourself and reskilling yourself to get that that second a source of income which can be active where you're working to do something or it can be passive or it can be both honestly then you try to get stocks and, and things like that but the emergency accountant the six months basic uh, wages thing imagine when corona happened people who had the six month thing was an age old thing they were sorted they could survive six months after losing their jobs a lot of people how many people do you know as soon as an emergency comes up you know your month is old you know things happen as soon as something's come out you don't have money you start borrowing and start doing all type of things <laughs> there's just no there's just no wisdom in it. especially with money if you're living hand to mouth it's fine you don't have money to even save but if you can 
uh, spend money and save up a certain amount of money. Honestly, you it's you, you even when you walk in the street, you are your, your shoulders are light. <laughs> yeah. When they call you at home, your shoulders are light. When they tell you they're gonna fire you at home at at work, you're not panicking like that because I know I'm covered for six months, and in six months I'll definitely get another job. Yeah, but Franzo, I, I guess the argument for for most people would be, you know, people listening is that we we only pay to to survive, and we're not getting money to save. Because I, I feel like for 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 most of us, even though we want to follow the the, the principles, the five three or the fifty thirty twenty principles or the eighty twenty principles, you know all these principles when it comes to money saving. But we feel like we're being paid, but the money that we're being paid is not enough for us to to save. You know, it all goes to the essential. That's so how? That's that? Yeah. That's where I put in that clause of if you're not living from hand to mouth. That's why I, I say that. But honestly, a lot, of, a lot of people are not necessarily living to, from hand to mouth, honestly. A uh, person is eating takeout every day and they say, I'm living from hand to mouth. Yes, you end up living from hand to mouth because those things that you are putting in your mouth are flipping expensive. Um, and some people think they earn less than they do because they don't track their spending. Some people give you money, they're on the side, that friend gives you. When you actually, if you look at your bank account in the past three months, you recognize, I actually get more per month than I thought I did. Some mm, people do yeah. have it from hand to mouth. But a, a large number of people that we know personally, they don't. They, they, they get more money that they, they can. Instead of buying a bottle of Hennessy, they understand it's hard ah, and anything or getting Uber Eats uh, every day mm. and stuff like that and they think I can only save when I'm earning a certain amount of money you can only save when you have money to save yeah and it can be 50 rand it can be whatever but you know that I just have that money and for some people that might mean opening a separate bank account and, 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 and putting that money in the second bank account or those six year or one year thing where you can't take the money out and stuff like that. But something like that. Uh, yeah. No, I, I totally yeah. agree with you. I definitely. I think that it helps a lot, actually, what you're mentioning now to have a separate bank account. Because if you're going to have it on the same account, even if you have it let's say you have it on your your app and then you have your savings account you are going to transfer it to <laughs> to your main account and you're going to charge it <laughs> so that's, that's, it's good to have it on another card on a separate card <laughs> yeah and that buys you you know there's a book that was called the five second rule written by Mel Gibbons so like act in five seconds so it gives you time to respond because taking even the money from this card to that card it will give you that time to to respond like what the heck am I doing right you can still transfer the money but it it will take longer and will give you time to respond instead of just reacting to to whatever urge uh, that you have at that time but emergency account honestly emergency emergency account first and foremost as growing men as growing adults, as leaders, 
we the responsibility you must understand emergencies you understand you're not <coughs> you're not a kid anymore <coughs> yeah when things happen when your friend gets married contribute when your mm-hmm. friends the close friends family dies put in something mm-hmm. that's true yeah you mentioned mentioning important things eh yeah yeah they are a lot yeah so part and i don't think they then i think the final one or can you put the picture of the final yes one. and i think it has to, to to know that i do not have an image of <laughs> Yeah. I, don't, I don't have I don't have images of fun just now. It's sad. But hopefully, from after this section, you know, uh, when I change, I'm gonna change. <laughs> I'm gonna do better. <laughs> slowly but surely, start building it up before you think of investing. Yeah. Just okay. It comes back to being financially aware, you know. Knowing what I know, knowing that I'm not alone, and knowing that there are some men that are struggling, but they do want to do this, you know, makes it better <laughs> instead of me suffering. I mean, now I know that I'm not alone. There's Chris as well. <laughs> wow! You know, it's behind the they say it's the same in class. You don't care whether you got zero, but as long as the rest <laughs> failed as well, even if you got eighty, if you failed, we're on the same WhatsApp group. So I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the final one. This one is very important in terms of honestly being honest with where I am at and where I want to be. Right. Uh, because not everyone will want to be stage 7 it's a lot of work on this well is not for the easy unless you born into it if you're not born to it it's it's easier if you born poor it's easier to be poor than to be rich and if you're rich it's easier to be richer than to be poor uh So these seven are, are, are actually good in terms of stages uh, to look at where you are and to see where you want to be. So I think the first one is financial dependence. A typical kid, you dependent on your parents for everything and money and whatever. You just yeah, you depend on others, or you are totally in debt and you just live off credit. Bad, 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 bad place to be. Then the second one is the solvency stage, where your income um, is greater than your expenses, right? And you are not adding any additional debt because if you're adding debt, okay, it's just plain. So you're not adding any debt, and your income is greater than your expenses. So typically, some people they can earn five hundred thousand rands, but the issue that their expenses are 500,000 even more that person is just poor they technically financially dependent they lose a job in one day then they lost all their money they say that oh, this person was using for food to anyway to get their money no which is reckless 
that's why when they lost their job, they lost everything. Uh, and the third one is stability. So that's where you've replayed all your bad debt, which is basically debt, which high interest consumer debt, the debt on liabilities instead of debt on assets that actually generate money. And when you have an emergency fund, if you don't have an emergency fund, you are not financially stable. If you have bad debt, you are not financially stable. How can you be stable when you can't cover an emergency? If an emergency were to happen right now, or you wait till the end of the month, or you have to go borrow money, you're not financially stable. Oh, yeah. Then the fourth one is the agency stage, right? So in the agency stage, uh, this is the stage whereby you now you have repaid all the bad debt. Okay, you uh, you have saved enough to be free from working from any job you do not want. So you know that six month thing I was talking about? Mm-hmm. They extended six months like a year. So sometimes they call this stage F you money, the fuck you money. Where you can tell yeah. your boss fuck you. I won't work there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need that money. I, I, won't, I won't work that job. If they want to take you, say go work in another province. It's like, nah, I'd rather quit. Because you know it can stop yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just like it, this is important money. Every money is very important, and it goes hand in hand with freedom. If you don't have mm-hmm. every money, you don't have freedom. You absolutely don't have freedom. So here, yeah, there's enough savings to buy you for at least a year. Yeah. Why do you look for a, a, a job you prefer? Again, not a job, just any job. A job you prefer. You say like, I want a job in this province. If a job in this province doesn't come out, I'm not doing anything in to jump from number four to the others to number five it's not easy man. moving from one stage to another it's tough in general you have to work at it be intentional but it's very doable so number five is the financial security stage so here you've accumulated uh, enough money from investment to support yourself for life in terms of the basic things so all of the investments that are passive income, they can support you. Then you can have the basics for life, like food and shelter and clothing for life. Yeah. That's that's when you're financially secure. If you don't have money safe enough uh, in investments that can set you for life, you're not financially secure. Losing a job and, and things for sustaining or having an injury disability will put you in, in, yeah, in a lot of trouble. Then the sixth stage is called the standard financial independence stage. Uh, this stage, typically, that's where you call people rich. Yeah. So the investments are enough they can cover your current standard of living for the rest of your life easily. Above yeah. the basics, right? When you have that, it's where you'll have, you'll be like rich. So I'll imagine... Like right now, where we are, that would probably be like, let's say, if you want to live up until, let's say, 60 and whatever, 10 million rands. 
if you have 10 million in, in South Africa, then in that case, you, you are rich. Under 10 million, you're not rich. You're not. Then seven, okay, some, only some people get into the stage, honestly. So there's enough money to cover, to live the life you want for life. You can get anything within reasons, obviously. And all of these stages, again, begin with the values that you have, which are tied to your financial tendencies and your motives for getting money and the life vision that you have for yourself. So the quote that you see, let's say, plan for tomorrow, but live today. So when you have these things in mind, it, it actually helps you um, plan. And I guess one thing I can also include there that I just wanted to share is that understand your world. Like one of the main things that I've found and discovered recently is that we live in a, a gig economy, meaning a lot of people are freelancers, right? They're not tied to a specific company and whatever. And we live in the era of globalization. So now we've been finding a bunch of platforms that are basically on the internet where you can get customers doing the same things you provide here in SA to people all around the world. And this young guy who's like 2000, whatever, he's doing that stuff and I'm like, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I saw that uh, I was really, yeah, not clued up on things. Especially, yes, there's high unemployment here in South Africa, but the, in other countries, unemployment is not a problem. Mm. It's not just South Africa that can give you money. You can be in South Africa, but it doesn't just mean you can. You need to only get South African money. <laughs> the internet has been the great equalizer, and it has enabled us to move beyond borders without physically moving beyond borders. Mm. Yep. That's that's interesting. I, I I loved how you said easily on number six. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can live uh, beyond your 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 means easily and emphasize the easily. I hope that you know I get to my thirties uh, and I can live easily. <laughs> yeah, and. Wait, wait, wait. I have a question. Oh, this question is, is serious. It was number three. I want to speak about debt. I want to speak about, about debt. You know, my my father took a debt, I think when he was uh, around you know, 30, in his early 30s, and he took about uh, 90,000 or 80,000, if I remember correctly. And it took him a very long time to pay for for the debt. And one of the reasons was one, he was getting married, and number two is that he bought a house with some of the money. I'm not sure that he even bought a car, but yeah. So I was thinking to myself, you know, especially looking at the, the, the property investment thing, when would be the right time for a young man to get into good debt? Because you you know uh, Robert uh, Kawasaki speaks about uh, you know good debt good debt and then we have Ramsey on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good debt. 
saying no go no go <laughs> so you become confused because you have Rams and then you have Robert on the other side so when is it the right time for, for a young man to actually get into debt from your perspective uh, from my perspective after a grave you shouldn't get into debt but if you should <laughs> the best type of debt is determined by What's that the scenario of a... Let's say you have a certain business. Yes. And now it needs certain capital to do certain things. Mm. <clears throat> Secure the contract first, then get the funding after, because now I'm sure that that money will come. Yeah. Or, yeah. So in general, though, try just to avoid that hole, get a credit score and all that nonsense. If I can make enough cash to make cash, money screw that yeah 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 but again this 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 general rules like if you're buying a car don't pay uh after five years don't pay for a car like that whole loan thing for like over five years mm. to rip off um also a house more than 70 months on honestly you're just paying so much yeah you're paying too much honestly but if you can avoid debt as much as you can honestly just please avoid but the, uh, the interesting thing is that uh, one of uh, my colleagues you know Mupulisi from Limpompo showed me uh, a picture and the picture was the stats from SA and they were showing that a lot of um, you know who owns most businesses so looking at big corporates small corporates um, very small corporates and you see that a lot of white people owned a lot of big corporates right and then you had your middle corporates that were owned by the Indians and also some of the whites and then you have your small corporates being owned by a lot of black people and then they also looked at the debt so you would find that a lot of the big corporates have a lot of debt you know, and the middle as well has a lot of debts. But you find that on the small businesses, you know, the ones that are largely owned by black people, they don't have a lot of debt. So it got me thinking, does it have a direct link? You know, the amount of debt they have, the amount of the size of their business, is there a relationship between the two? Because it was not a study, I could not read into it. But just looking at the picture, I guess that was some of the questions that I had in my mind. Maybe we are missing out on something because we're not taking debt or we're not taking in good debt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, concerns. That thing is complicated, yeah? Mm. Example, if ESCOM takes a lot of debt, ESCOM knows that they will always be bailed out. It's like that thing of how... <laughs> There is socialism for the rich and capitalism for the poor. Mm. So the rich get back by the state. There will be bailouts. Whereas the poor, you just, yeah, you die out. Yeah. And uh, and also the fact that a lot of these big companies are limited liability companies, meaning they like a person themselves, right? Mm. So when they fall, they just file for bankruptcy. It goes nothing to the individual. It is the smaller companies. Everything is tied to you. Your company fails, you pay. Yeah. Prison and and whatever and things like that. Mm. So there's a lot of factors, political factors, 
and and other factors that play a role where they can actually get debt, they won't even give you the loan if you think you wanted to. The dynamics are just different for for it's like two different worlds, like Mars and Venus, maybe two uh, small businesses and and large businesses. It's just other things beyond finances in terms of debt and whatever. Because try it, try and getting a loan from a bank or whatever. I think you can get it. Trust me. And even the interest rates will be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now checking up last last year. Yeah, from F and B, the 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 whites and, and the, the the blacks were, were different, and there was a whole case on it. Yep. Jake, you wanted to say something. Oh, you see, you even came to it that that we we're not the same. The whites and the blacks, we, we are not accommodated the same way. You know, I heard that you, you know the, the whites they can buy a house with the bond, and then if they lose the job, it's it's none of their business. They are not taken out of that house or it's not sold. They own the house; it's theirs until they get another job. For you, at one point, you'll be taken out and say that we are buying, we are selling this house. Then the bank would say that. So we we are just not accommodated the same way. <laughs> That's the thing. So yeah, things are different. People, circumstances are different. That's why I think to to play the money game. You have to understand your family. <laughs> some people have black tags, some people don't have black tags. Uh, yeah. We have to go in different places. Some people is in Cape Town, rent is flipping expensive. I mean, oh. rent is cheap. You know, there's different dynamics. So you have to understand, again, your motives. You understand your own personality. Understand your, your circumstances, or personal and family circumstances. And also understand the context in which you're in, like South Africa. Because some of these books, the reason why I agreed to do this, because some of these books, they talk. Some of the stuff is just it's an American context. Like it, that stuff you like, dude. This is South Africa. The stuff you say, like, <laughs> things like doesn't work. Yeah, they all fly. This thing, no, just get this and just do this and just like, hey, this is in Zanzi. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah and such so it's a different context it means uh, whenever you take in information from some of these resources that we have we take it with a grain of salt and we have to to assess the information critically and honestly that's why relationships become so important to find people who've already been moving in the spaces that you want to move straight so mm-hmm. if, if you want to get into another level financially if you're at stage 3 Get a stage five person. Yeah. A person that is stage five and you're like, bro, just ask him a question or whatever, uh, sick mentorship or whatever and stuff like that. And 
and then yeah and try to 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 move them accordingly and also in terms of context i think what i've found more and more like i know how to make money honestly now it's just that uh me making money requires a lot of effort for me to get <laughs> the cash that I want because essentially I think uh, Naval summarized that you get money from this basically you 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 find what people want and you give it to them mm. right sometimes people want the thing and they just want to do it for themselves sometimes people want the thing but they don't know how to get it yeah Oh, I think I've made an example of statistics. People know they need statistics, but it's just too hard for them. So I learned it because the whole purpose of going in to university, you gain advantage of the ignorant. And I don't mean it in a bad way. But some of the things that are simplest thing to you, you can actually economize and generate uh, cash for them. So I identify a few things. If you want to get value, you have to give value. If you want valuable and rare things, you have to be have valuable and rare skills and knowledge so develop that element and don't have a a a a a growth mindset a flexible mindset doesn't mean if you in retail you have to stay in retail you can learn flipping anything uh, you can go anywhere you can learn anything honestly yeah that's why you Yeah. No, I totally I think, agree with you to look into it. Eh? Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, in six months' time, um, I think we have to have a discussion. What have you done with what we talked about today? Yeah. Um, and Definitely. what in how many incomes have you you gone into? It might it might not be different streams of income, but do you get pay from one place? Honestly. After six months, I think that shouldn't be the case for anyone, one of us. I hope that you've enjoyed this long episode, and I have more good news. So, at the end of this month, we are going to be having an open seminar, which means that you are invited to come and join us, and we are going to be speaking about money. And we want to listen to your problems, and we want to give you advice, and we want to uh, look at the possible income streams that we can generate into. And the nice thing is that we are taking on the six months challenge we just spoke about on the episode. So please join us so that we can all speak about it and find ways to break free of financial uh, uh, boundaries and become free and to get freedom. You know, because it's one of the things that we spoke about that was so important to us. So join us this um, this month as we have an open seminar. The link is going to be shared on our show notes. So please click on that link, put your information there. We are going to contact you before the seminar happens and all the relevant information. As we always say from Baby Daddy Essay, peace and love.